and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 19 of Wings of Fire, The Lost Air. Where are they? Tsunami bolted awake out of a nightmare about the last ache slipping through her claws and smashing on a coral reef. She blinked and checked under her wing. Tsunami was still, Sunny was still curled neatly around the egg, keeping it warm. The little sailing lifted her head as if something had woken her up as well. What was it? Where are my dra- uh, where are the dragonettes? Where is my daughter? Where is my egg? Up here, called an unfamiliar voice that had a weird hiss to it. Tsunami leaped to her feet. A shape was coiled in the cave entrance watching them. Glittering black eyes met Tsunami's. <clears throat> a poisonous tail barbed, flicking up and down. White gold scales marked with black diamond patterns caught the glint of the sunlight not trickling through the canopy. The storm had passed, and there was a sand wing watching them sleep. Tsunami didn't have to remember (coughs) the illustrations and their scrolls to guess who it was. She poked her fans with her claws. Wake up, you lazy snoring manatees, she hissed. You're a lazy snoring manatee, Glory grumbled with her wings overhead, and you smell like one too. You're going to be ve- you're going to feel very silly in a minute, Tsunami whispered crossly. Well, if you insist, Clay muttered mercilessly, I suppose I could eat one more hippo. Clay! Tsunami yanked on his ears, and he sat up with a bewildered look, shaking his head. Aww, he said, his wings drooping. What happened to the hippos? Look, Tsunami whispered, pointing toward the cave entrance. Her friends all went silent as they saw the sand wing and the the shadows. Well, hello, said the stranger with a sly smile. Tsunami shivered without quite knowing why. So nice to meet you. I'm Queen Blister. They're up here, she called again. Staying dry out of the storm, I presume, she went on conversantly. Very wise. I would have done the same thing. A flurry of wing beats announced Queen Coil's arrival on the ledge behind her, followed by Nanmi and three sealing guards. The queen poked her head into the cave and saw Tsunami. Where is my egg? she demanded, eyeing the other four dragonets. <clears throat> Safe and warm, like I promised. Tsunami stepped aside and let her see Sunny coiled around the egg. Queen Coil hissed and lashed her tails. You never said anything about a sailing touching my egg. Oh, but think about it, Coral, Blister interjected. These are not ordinary dragons. These are the dragonets of destiny. If they can't be trusted with our future, who can? She smiled again, but Tsunami couldn't shake a weird feeling of uneasiness. Queen Coral took a deep breath and turned to Blister with outstretched arms and wings spread wide. Queen Blister, my friend, she said, you got my message. I'm so glad you came. I knew you'd want to hear right away that we found the dragonets. She waved her tail at Tsunami and her friends. Tsunami squashed a flare of irritation. Blister clasped Coral's front talons in hers and quickly let go. I was thrilled to hear it, she said, and one of them was your beautiful missing daughter, as we always suspected. I knew the talons of peace must have sent webs to seal her, Queen Coral said. Tsunami, say hello to my ally, Queen Blister. We've met, said Tsunami. She felt her friends behind her. Starfight frozen in fear, Sunny craning her neck for a better view, 
Glory styling her claws as if she wasn't that interested. Flake curious, but mostly trying to keep his stomach from growling too loudly. Then introduce your friends, Coro ordered, smiling at Blister again. Clay, Sunny, Starflight, Glory. Tsunami said, flicking a claw at each other at each of them as she said their names. Queen Goro frowned at her. Marvelous, said Blister smoothly. All so brave and clever looking. I heard you were in a Skywing, Glory, but that doesn't bother me. Skywings are overrated, don't you think? Glory's wings twitched and a ripple of dark pink shifted across her gray stone gray scales. You heard? Tsunami demanded. How? Nobody knew that except our three guardians. They didn't even tell the other talons apiece. An enemy gazed at her from behind Coral's wings, her blue eyes wide. The seeming guards shuffled on their feet nervously. Hmm, said Blister. Her eyes flipped to Tsunami in a way. Let's just say I have Nightwing friends. She slowed it up to Starflight and brushed one claw slowly down his, slowly down his neck. So I've heard a lot about you. The Nightwing Dragonette really, really looked as if he might turn to stone and never move again. Tsunami would have kicked him if she'd been closer. Don't be impressed by her. We're, she thought, we're the ones with the power. According to the prophecy, we choose the next Samuel Queen, and she knows it. Blister glanced down at Sunny, who was frowning. Sweet, she said, chuckling, chucking Sunny under the chin. And you must be the burly one, she said to Clay. She reached out and squeezed one of the muscles in his forearm. I guess, Clay stammered. I'm sure you've heard a lot of things about me, too, Blister said, returning to Coral's side. Her tail slid across the cave floor like a snake, the poisonous tip rattling on the stone. But you can always trust rumors and propaganda, especially when it comes to a big responsibility like the prophecy. So ask me anything you like. I'd be delighted, I'd be, I'd be delighted to help you make your decision. Although, of course, I hope you'll choose me. Her glittering eyes swept over all of them again and back to Coral. So, Coral, what's for breakfast? Let me guess, Glory said. Fish. Clay blinked at the queen, hopefully. Yes, what a good idea. Let's go eat, said Queen Coral. And then, and then you can tell me the latest updates from the war. We hear something odd is coming on, on with it. We heard something odd is going on with the sky wings. An enemy, Tsunami, come. Tsunami's gills flared. Tsunami's gills flared. She was not a baby dragonette to be ordered around, and she had no intention of leaving her friends alone again. Let the others come too, Buster said before Tsunami could speak up. I'd love to get to know them better. Coral wrinkled her snout at the dragonettes. All right, she said doubtfully. You can leave that here, Buster said, nodding at the egg. No! Coral and Sunny said at the same time. The seething queen gave the little dragonette a surprised look. Sunny hugged the egg closer. No way, she said. It stays with me. Blister shrugged, and Tsunami suddenly wondered how she felt about a new dragonette who might threaten her ally life. Uh, might threaten her ally's life. Maybe it was in Blister's best interest to make sure no one survived to challenge Coral. She certainly seemed sinister enough to be the assassin. But Blister couldn't breathe underwater, so she couldn't get to the royal hatchery. She might be involved, but she couldn't actually be committing the murders, not to be a fellow sea wing. 
The feasting halls was two level two levels above the kitchens, so the smell of pickled fish and roasting seagulls, in honor of our salmon guests, King Coral explained, surrounded them as they arranged themselves along the long, low oval table. Queen Coral's seat was higher than everyone else's, but Blisters was right beside her. Was, but Blisters, right beside her, was not much lower. Starflight was seated. At, Starflight was seated to Blister's right, which, with Tsunami next to Anemone on her mother's left. On Tsunami's other side was Whirlpool, who played with his loop, with his hoop earrings and slurped loudly as he ate and droned on about Coral's latest book, even when nobody seemed to be listening. Seeming guards were arranged around the perimeter of the floor, inter- intercepted, interspered with sandwing soldiers who had arrived with Blister. The seeming stamped their talons and switched their tails, casting dark looks at the sandwings. Tsunami spotted snail and herring among the guards. Their eyes darted anxiously from side to side, as if they were wondering how they were still alive. Because Mother wants to make a spectacle of them, Tsunami guessed. Coral was probably waiting for the right moment to punch them in public, the way she punished Tortoise. But two can play the spectacle game, your majesty, she thought. Mother, Tsunami declared dramatically as the, as the wait staff set bowls of soup in front of each dragon. Beside her, Whirlpool jumped and nearly tipped the bowl onto himself. Even Queen Coral looked startled. Even, even Queen Coral looked startled. I have some dreadfully shocking, I have, some, I have something dreadfully shocking to tell you, Tsunami announced. She wanted to be. She wanted this to be loud so every dragon could witness it. Oh, said Coral. Could we discuss this after breakfast in a civilized fashion? No, Tsunami said it louder than before. This is too shocking. Even sea wings not invited to the feast were starting to peer out of their caves and poke their heads out of the lake to hear what was going on. Well, perhaps, Coral started. Would you believe, Tsunami said, that my friends. The dragonettes of destiny, remember, were chained up and starved in your caves by your dragons. What? Coral said, flapping her wings. She looked thoroughly alarmed, but Tsunami couldn't tell whether that was because the news actually surprised her or because she was being confronted openly with what she'd done. I know, Tsunami practically bellowed. It's unbelievable. I'm sure you didn't know anything about it. Of course. Of course, Coral said in a hurry. I would never treat any dragonettes that way, especially my dearest daughter's dearest friends, who who are part of the prophecy and everything. And I'm sure you'll want to punish the dragons who disobeyed you by treating my friends so terribly, Tsunami said. Right? Like, for instance, the one who lied to you about keeping them well fed? Shut a glare at Lagoon who froze with a sea snail halfway to her mouth, suddenly realized what was going on. Absolutely, said the queen. Guards, throw Lagoon in the, one of the underwater dungeons. But, Lagoon said, I, but I was only... Next time you obey my orders, said the queen. A stripe quickly flashed under her wings, but Tsunami spotted it, and it was one Riptide had taught her. Silence. Oh, mother, Tsunami thought sadly. Can't I even... Lagoon reached... Lagoon said, reaching wistfully for her cauldron of soup as the guards pulled her away. No breakfast for you, the queen 
order, think about how that feels as you sit in my dungeon. Sophie was fairly sure Lagoon wouldn't actually suffer very much. Queen Coral would have her back at council meetings before long, but Tsunami wasn't done. And guess, and guess who ordered your guards to chain up Clay? Tsunami demanded. She flung an accusing tone towards her. Commander Shark, of all dragons, of all dragons who should obey you in everything, isn't that not utterly shocking? It is, Coral said. Tsunami thought she might be grinding her teeth, but she hid it well. I find it quite hard to believe. Imagine the distress the poor guards felt, Tsunami said. When I explained to them, you would never have ordered those chains on clay to have to have to choose between their commander and their queen. Naturally, they chose you. Of course, that's why they gave me the key to Kay's chains, because they understood that what you would have wanted because they understood that's what you would have wanted them to do. Right? Queen Coral gave Tsunami an appraising glance. Be beside her, Rester was eating his soup with an amused expression. Very good, Coral said slowly. It sounds like those guards are practically heroes. And Shark, Tsunami prodded her, to the dungeons with him as well, the queen said with a wave. Shark didn't protest like Lagoon had. He snarled at the guards who approached him, shot Tsunami a look full of hatred, and headed off to the dungeons without another word. Splendid, Tsunami thought to herself. I didn't guarantee that Snail and the other guards would be safe, but surely that had made it more difficult for Queen Coral to punish them for last night. Not only that, but with Shark in the dungeons, even for only a day or two, Tsunami felt like she and her friends and the egg would, be, would all be a lot safer. Such ex such excitement, Blister said. If we're quite finished with our morning theatrics, I would love to ask you brilliant dra little dragonets about the prophecy. Starflight can recite it for you, Tsunami said. He's really good at memorizing things and then repeating those things over and over, especially when no one cares to hear them. She shot a grin at Starflight, wishing he would relax. He looked too petrified to eat. How splendid! How impressive! Whirlpool said from beside her in a voice of serene admiration. Snowy wrinkled her snout at him. He probably would get along with Starflight now that she thought about it. But Starflight was not even remotely as awful or annoying as Whirlpool. I assume you have a plan about how to fulfill the prophecy, Lister said. I mean, you must, right? A tense hush fell over the feasting table. Ears were pricked all over the palace. Even dragon, every dragon prior wanted to hear the answer to this. So I felt like bees were crawling under her scales. Of course, they, of course they didn't have a plan. They'd only recently escaped from under the mountain and in the Skywing Palace. And in the Skywing Palace, they barely had time to stop and think or even a safe place to do that. And nothing they'd ever been taught had prepared them for what they had to do. Thanks for that, too, Talons of Peace, she thought bitterly. But they couldn't, abandon, they couldn't admit to all these dragons, especially the ones who were counting on them. We're working on it, she said. Obviously, we can't say too much. This is the information gathering phase, Glory offered unexpectedly. Blister gave Starflight a significant look. Um, he blurted. But we think you, of course, I mean, obviously you, er, you'd make a great queen, you make a great, uh, queen, 
of the same wings, that is. The other two hardly uh, any competition. Really, it's um, a clear, so to speak, so sort of um, choice. Starflight, Tsunami said sharply. What are you doing? You don't speak for all of us. Oh, said Brewster. She narrowed her eyes at Starflight. Then who does? We each speak for ourselves, Glory said before Tsunami could answer. Yeah, Sunny piped up. And we haven't decided anything yet, Sunny said firmly. She wished she were close enough to kick Starflight and make him shut up. I'm just saying she'd be alright, he mumbled, subsiding. Buster looked mildly disgusted. You're quite right, Nightwing, Coral said, patting Buster's hands. She's an excellent queen. Buster smiled, but Tsunami noticed that she moved her talons away as soon as she could. And she also noticed that Buster called her mother simply Coral, while the queen of the sea wings kept referring to her ally as Queen Blister. Tsunami wasn't sure she liked the way they acted around each other. Tsunami wanted to trust her mother's decision. She wanted to like Blister. It would be uncomplicated to choose Blister as the Sandwing Queen, but the Dragonettes, the, then the Dragonettes could stay safely in the Kingdom of Sea and support the Sea Wing side of the war. So why didn't she want to do that? What was it about Blister that felt so wrong? Oh, Queen Coral said, Queen Blister, I meant to tell you the strangest thing happened. We found a dead sea wing in our territory the other day. Oops. Tsunami still hadn't told the others about Casserole. Something new for them to be mad at her about. She sighed. Really? Blister said. That sounds like good news to me. Coral laughed. You're right. That's true. But what really strange is she had been poisoned, stabbed by Sandwing. Why would a Sandwing and a Skywing be fighting all the way out here? Tsunami hadn't known about the Sandwing's poison. She only remembered the blood pouring from Castro's neck. Her tail uncoiled as she realized. I don't have to worry then. Mother will know it wasn't us who killed her. None of us could do that. Not with Sunny's useless tail. At the, at the same time, questions became pounding in her head. What Sandwing would want to kill Kestrel? She stretched her bills, puzzled. Had Byrne found her and punished her for what happened to Queen Scarlet? But why would either of why but why would either of them be in Seawing territory? Buster shrugged, rustling her wings. That is very peculiar, she said. I wonder who she was, said Queen Coral. She had the, these odd burns. Odd burn scars on her palms. Summer reached over Whirlpool and grabbed for Sunny's forearm, but it was too late to stop her gasp before. Oh no, Sunny cried. That sounds like Kestrel. Tsunami, what if it was Kestrel? She pressed her claws to her snout, her eyes welling with tears. A heavy silence fell over the table. Every sea wing in the entire palace seemed to be staring at Sunny and Tsunami. Queen Coral was giving Tsunami a particularly intent look. Across the table, Glory and Starflight both had their mouths open in shock. Tsunami, Coral said slowly, is there something you want to tell us? All right, Tsunami said, squirming. Yes, I'm sorry, I saw her. It was Kestrel. Suddenly let out a sob and buried her head in her talons. Clay patted her on the back awkwardly. Your sandwing seems surprisingly distressed about the sky wing. 
Buster observed. Kestrel was one of the guardians who raised us, Tsunami said. Although she wasn't very nice, Sunny, she doesn't deserve your grief. The Sandy's wings trembled, and she didn't look up. So, Coral said, leaning towards Tsunami, explain this to me. You recognize the Skyrim. A Skyrim I've been one, I have now been wondering about for days, and you chose not to tell us who she was? Why is that? I don't think... I didn't think knowing who she was would explain anything, Tsunami said. I knew her, but I have no idea why she was out here or who killed her. She glanced at Glory, Starflight, and Clay apo- apologetically. All I wanted, and I wanted to tell my friends first. Kestrel wasn't a good parent, but she was one of the only parents we ever knew. I thought they should know, and I haven't had a chance to tell them. I understand perfectly, Buster purred. She stroked Clor- Coral's talons with one claw. Forgive her, Coral. It can be very shocking seeing the dead body of a dragon you know, especially when you've probably wanted to slash your throat yourself once or twice in, twice in your lifetime. Right, Tsunami? I know I felt the same way about my mother most of the time. Tsunami looked up slowly, her green eyes meeting Buster's cold black gaze. Gaze. How did she know? She thought. Queen Coral had only said that Kestrel was stabbed by a sandwing. Tsunami clenched her talents under the table. <clears throat> so how did Blister know that Kestrel's throat was slashed?